Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here. It's 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. All with great warranties. Great pre owned inventory. With a Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that gets it done, they're looking for more technicians as well. So, what is your favorite Halloween candy? By the way, um, I am a Kit Kat and/or Twix. Kit Kat and Twix. Hmm. Oh yeah. Now, obviously, I've cut way, way back. And it's very rare when I have any candy anymore. Very rare. Just, unfortunately, the way, the way it's had to go for me. Um, but two weaknesses, York peppermint patties and plain M&Ms. All right. I like the M&Ms, too. They're on the list. Yeah. yeah. York peppermint patties, plain M&Ms. Oh. Right? So... I've had to be very disciplined about that. <laughs> very disciplined. All right. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. We're all out of Aaron Judge home run. So what do we have? And Stephen Vogt once again has made an impact. And he drives one. Hit well. Stephen Vogt leaves the yard in his last game. And look at him dance around the bases. Oh, it's storybook. Wow. Get a hug at home plate. Watch him. Right between first and second. If you're going to do it, Stephen Vogt is one of the good guys in the game. Look at his bench. I mean, that's how great and how respected he is as a teammate. Look at his guys in the dugout jumping. The fans. The chance over the years, I believe in Stephen Vogt. One of the great players and great characters of the game. And not only that, you know what's neat? His children announced his at-bats yesterday. That was awesome. Yeah. They would have Luke announce Matt's at-bats, but all he can say is all rise. He doesn't know any other words. All rise! Those are the only two words he knows. And imagine, like, (laughs) Judge goes to the Giants. Your kid's out of words. (laughs) (laughs) No, he can. He also says hit home run. He can say that too. Yeah, but what if you get shut out in a game? Oh. He's running around the house saying hit home run. You're going to get more frustrated than ever. <laughs> All right. So it is a bye week. We'll have Pete Jensen on tomorrow. Reginald Walker tomorrow. Tony Knopp tomorrow. Got the king at the bottom of the hour. He picked Georgia Tech. Now, he did it for all the wrong reasons, but <laughs> he thought they were he thought they were ranked getting votes. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? 
fired the coach. They fired the coach for a reason. I, I, I still don't know where what he was looking at. It doesn't matter. He was right. Yes. He was right. And the baseball playoffs start tomorrow. By the way, there are no college games tonight. You've got the Colts and the Broncos. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Not exactly an inspiring matchup. I mean, for Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, their motivation is simple. They're contractually obligated to be there. I'll be curious to see the numbers, the streaming numbers, because now when you have matchups like these, it's not just like it's on TV and you can just watch. You have to actually still make the effort to go online or go on your smart TV and put the game on. How many people are going to do that tonight? I mean, I might, <laughs> only because there really isn't a lot on. I mean, admittedly, last night, I, I watched a movie last night. Um, you know, so I, didn't, I, I know UCF and SMU were playing, but I, you know, I was like, I watched two minutes of that and went, I don't want to watch this. Um... So I, I, I put in a DVD for a movie. I, mean, I might do the same thing tonight. Maybe I'll start to watch it a little bit. We do have we do have the coaches show tonight. James is not doing it. He's on the road recruiting. Dan Connor is going to be on tonight. And Char Moret is going to be on. So Char will lead it off. And then um, it's going to be a big weekend for them. They've got top five matchup with Iowa, and then they have Lafayette Sunday and the groundbreaking for the new complex. I'm sure they'll get some idiot to MC it. What? Oh, my almighty! It's a little difficult when she calls you directly and says, hey, I really would like you to do this. So I already know what my opening line is. You want to know what my opening line is? Yes, you told me off mic yesterday. Yeah, so Char sat back and thought, is there anybody left on campus that actually saw me play? And I was it. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> I'm the only one left. <laughs> it's about the way it is. It's about the way it is. Um, There's been a lot of... Let me address a couple of quick things here. Uh, one, there's a story that's... Uh, on the West Coast, John Canzano, who's done, who does a good job of covering the Pac-10, Pac-12, well, it's a Pac-12 still, about the Big Ten talking to Pac-12 referees about moving over the Big Ten. They're like, they're raiding. Okay, over here at the common sense table, <laughs> which unfortunately is too lightly populated, <laughs> Let's see, starting in 2024, how many teams are there in the Big Ten? As of today, it will be 16, correct? Yes. How many teams, if things continue on the right path, will there be in the current Pac-12? Ten as of now. So wouldn't there be fewer need for an officiating crew? Or two? Absolutely. Can you, can you blame them for not looking around saying, 
Uh, I got to keep my career going here. The Big Ten needs more officials. You need fewer officials. I think I might move. Absolutely. Again, not a lot of, like, a lot of, too many empty chairs here at the common sense table. They've also had an issue in the Pac-12 over the last seven or eight years. The A primary complaint out there has been after Tony Carrenti left, in part because people have speculated he did not like the meddling by the commissioner, right? They've had somebody that is by all accounts a good guy and the whole deal, right? But doesn't have a lot of officiating experience himself. And that has been a that has been a complaint out there, as opposed to the Big Ten is Bill Carollo, who's one of the best. I can't say enough good things about Bill Carollo. I know you, the fans of you, know, you fans of every team, including Penn State, feel like all the officiating goes against them, right? All goes against them, and look. Every time I have called Bill Carollo about something and had a question, A, he always takes my call. Always. Not once have I read, had, like, uh, had to call him a whole bunch of times. Nope, takes a call. And he's always told me, he says, I know when you call me, Steve, he says it's a, it's a good, respectful question. And I've always appreciated him saying that. Ben? Because I'm just trying to get information. I'm not trying to complain. Hey, Bill... I didn't quite understand the ruling on this. Take me through what the thought process is so I get it right. right. Just like when I talked to Jerry McGinn before a season, Jerry, what are the points of emphasis Jack and I should be looking for? That way on the air we can explain it to you. Everything that we do in this is always to make sure that we can explain and do a better job explaining it to you, the fan. We're supposed to be the conduit between the game and you, so you always have to make sure that you're covering all your bases. And, you know, guys like Ron Snodgrass and Mike Cannon and Jerry McGinn, they're top-flight officials. Are they going to get every call right? Of course not. That is a hard, hard job. And they are evaluated. I've talked to Bill. Now, Rick Boyages is no longer with the Big Ten for for men's basketball and officiating. It's a big loss, by the way. Huge loss. Just like um, Mark Rudner, associate commissioner no longer with the Big Ten. Gigantic loss. Great respect for those two guys. But they'll tell you that every official dreads getting that text after the game saying, hey, Give me a call. I've sent a couple of plays to your iPad. Every official dreads that. And that's how instantaneous these evaluations are. No official wants to see that. Put yourself in their shoes. Do you think they want to go back to the locker room? I think they're all high-fiving each other. Oh, we really really messed with them on that play, didn't we? That's not how it goes. Your integrity means everything to you in this profession. And you are going to get some wrong because the game is fast. I got that. I got that. 
And sometimes they like sit back, well, what's that call about? But I always do it with the idea of like, okay, that I understand it's not easy. And I do understand that they do get the dreaded text after the game when they're in that locker room. They do have the dreaded conversation, and let's go through on the iPad because here's the play I've got it called up. So I know that, oh, they're against us. I don't want this guy. I want that guy. I mean, some guys are some guys are better at the job than others. It's simple as that. You know, I know there's a couple guys along the way that have drawn the ire of Penn State fans. And let's face it, it's it's more to me a question of the quality of their work, not that the fact that they are against anybody. But hard job. Hard job. And all right. Well, I thought I'd bring that up. Now, of course, there's a lot, there's always going to be a lot of talk about expansion and so forth and about Amazon. And everyone's talked about. And I've been hearing, reading a lot lately about time frames. I maintain the same time frame. To me, nothing is set in stone until told we get to about between now and June 30 of next year. At that point, between now and about June 30 next year, the Pac-10 will either have or not have a TV contract. The TV contract, should they get one, and, you know, everybody's talked about the 30-day open negotiating session. I think that's that's finally come and gone because I think the 30-day negotiating session actually kicked in when the Big Ten announced its deal. Then the 30 days, and nothing came of it. That's why you're getting the stories about them being so far apart. Fox and ESPN with the Pac-10. And the expansion is always going to be on the table, but it's not going to be at the rate that everybody else in the conference is getting. That's why you've heard the stories about Amazon and can they get a separate package, which would then supplement, and that supplement would then help go to the schools that would be coming in as the additional blah, 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 blah. Okay. Because there's no way Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State are taking a haircut to do this. No way. And that is something that uh, needs to always be taken into account. The other schools are not going to, this is great. We're all going to get less money? I vote yes. Who does that? Nobody. So it would have to be a supplement right? because the schools in the Big Ten are not taking less. Not going to do it. Look at Rutgers in Maryland. Why would they vote yes on this? They're not fully vested until 2027 because they owe so much money. 
They're not going to vote to, like, make drag it out longer. Again, there are not a lot of seats here at the common at the common sense table are being taken up right now. But to me, it's it comes down to, does the Pac-10 get a TV deal? Because if they do get a TV deal, anybody who signs on to the TV deal is going to sign a grant of rights. They're not going to sit there and say, oh, no, you guys don't have to do a grant of rights. We're just going to do a TV deal. No. They're going to have to sign a grant of rights. And that will then kill any expansion if that happens in terms of going in that direction. Just like the grant of rights, anybody in the ACC, they don't have enough people that would vote to get out. They don't because they don't have enough interest from other parties to get out. The majority of schools that need to stay in the ACC is greater than the number that would be attractive to other conferences. So they're not going to vote to disband the conference because they don't have enough votes to do it. Again, you have a common sense look at it. Why would Georgia Tech vote to get out? Why would Wake Forest vote to get out? Why would Pitt vote to get out? Why would Syracuse vote to get out? Why would BC vote to get out? Why would you, know, you guys start going through all of them? Why would NC State vote to get out? Why would Virginia vote? To, Virginia Tech vote to get out? I mean, you start going through all of them, like going, I'm not so sure they got they don't have the votes because there's not enough interest in those schools to, to for them to go someplace else. Again, you've got to be able to put like two and two together and have it equal four as opposed to pie in the sky with this stuff. And so to me, when it comes to the the remaining Pac-10 schools, if they get a TV deal together and everybody signs on to it, they're going to have to sign a grant of rights, and that, that ends it. In terms of going to the Big Ten, there's no way in the in, in heck that the other Big Ten schools are going to sit there and say, you know what, we'll take less money. No. You know, Rutgers and Maryland, they're not going to take less money. They're already trying to, they're fighting an uphill battle to get back to break even. They're not going to vote yes to get less and then delay breaking even. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they're not going to vote to do this if they're going to get less money. Come on. It's got to be a supplement. And if it's not a supplement, then you've got to you've got you've got the Big Ten's at a great spot. They've got the security of feeling great about the sixteen they have. That's a great spot to be in. Now you can start to decide. Just like the SEC. They've got sixteen great schools. They're in great shape. Now, to them, the world's their oyster. Eh, do we want to do it? Not do it. Eh, there's no need to do it. But only if they want to and think it's in their best interest. But they don't have to do it. The Big Ten doesn't have to do it. Only if they think it's in their best interest in the end. But there's no need to do it. We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Smith will not be available this week and will not be available this season. That's Smith Vilbert he was talking about. We're kind of hoping Roger would have a press conference about, like, the suit's not available this week or for the rest of the season. (laughs) And we just, I don't know.
All right, well, it's just a thought. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Uh, Pete Jensen tomorrow on the NHL beginning its season. Reginald Walker on Penn State football tomorrow. And Tony Knopp on this national dynamic with the networks, business, and college football. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. All hail the king. He picked Georgia Tech last week. Way to go. <laughs> Pick him. <laughs> you gave me heck for picking the game. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we a, all picked Pitt. A useless week. game to pick because yeah. Georgia Tech was so bad. And I want the, I want the audio of last week. <laughs> I want well, to I rehear I, it. You I, gave me I'm a hard time it. for picking that game, but I want to hear it. And it's, but did they play in the rain too? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So Every, that, I mean, that, yeah. you know, the rain changes the game. It doesn't. You can throw it. Takes superstars out of the game. You know, the dynamic of the game changes with the weather like that. So it was. I watched. You need to hold on to the darn football. I don't. I mean, I I watched um, the last quarter of the game because it was on ACC Network. Yeah. And, and I'm watching it, and the quarterback for Georgia Tech played terrific. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean running the, especially running the football. Slovis played really well for Pitt. but they they just weren't. There was no consistency to what they were doing. They just seemed like. They didn't want to be there. It was weird. Your game was weird. That was a hard game to watch. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it, I yeah. mean, it was it was strange. Um, but you know what's the funny thing is, and, I, and as Matt knows, how many times have I said weather played a factor in the game? Yeah, you didn't say much. None. I mean, it's just like, get you know, They do. They do. Ball protection, literally every practice, literally. And I mean, I'm talking like not recent, like for ever since he got here. Ball protection. Then why and, didn't they do it? I found that very, very concerning. Well, that the, after the first, three of them fumbled, yeah. that the back still were carrying the ball with one arm. They were not covering up. I, you're like, my God, that's football 101. And they're out there like wanting to hit a home run every time they get the ball. And yeah. you better believe Michigan's watching that tape and knowing that they're loose with that ball. They're going to put a helmet on the ball every time. Oh, yet, and yet Michigan was, will yet. turn those fumbles into points. 
Yet that oh. was the first time in five games any of them had put a fumble out there. Like, it's not like they fumbled, they recovered it. That literally is the first time any one of the three has fumbled the ball in the game this year. Yeah, that's great. It's weird. But they fumbled five times, you know? Yeah. It's weird. You're carrying the ball with one arm. I mean, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, the, the UConn quarterback. That's, uh, Robertson. Huh? Robert Robertson? No, the one who announced the game last week. Oh, Dan Orlovsky, yeah. Dan Orlovsky, oh, yeah. he was just like, my goodness, hold the ball, protect the ball. They're not protecting the ball. They're just, he said, if you're going to fling it out there like that, they're going to put a helmet on it every time. Yeah. And, you know, uh, hey, like I said, and Orlovsky said this. He said, coaches love this. We'll take the win. We won the game. We're happy. But boy, we got a whole bunch that we can work on all week, you know. And yep. Mm-hmm. We we can knock some heads this week, and we still got the win. So, you win ugly, yep. you win. You win, you win. Who cares? So, yeah, it's a win in the win column. I just hope that they got because you know, Michigan, Ohio State, wh- whoever they will, they're going to watch that tape and say, put a helmet on the ball, and we'll get the ball. So, yeah. Hope they wrap up because they're really, really good. This is a good team. And the weather did, you know, hey, it was sloppy and wet and whatever. But, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I told some people, so how bad was it? And I said, well, I said it was bad in the pregame show. We were outside and said, and then <laughs> I said, I mean, lucky us, wow. we got to go inside. <laughs> It That's why. Stop. Hey, what do you guys think about the concussion thing in the NFL? Uh, is it was it today the day they're supposed to come out with that? I knew come it was coming soon. I haven't seen anything yet come out. I though. thought it was supposed to be today. They were supposed to come out with what the conclusion was to all of that. I mean, this is the part that I I don't particularly like this part of it, and that is the blaming of the coach. No. Right? If the coach is told by a medical professional he's cleared, okay, put yourself in his shoes. What's your reaction? Oh, I've heard a lot of players react to it, and they all said that the head coach has got two months to do to be – you know, he's got so much going on that either the player plays or he doesn't, but that's not a decision he's even a part of. You know, right. that he's exactly. just got the too coach. much going on. He has the a coach staff no that's supposed to take care of that. But I heard a really interesting thing, and it was from Jerome Williams. I don't know if you remember him. He was a tight end for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And he brought up a really good point. He said, in the NFL, there's no guaranteed contracts. You know, just a right. certain few. And he said, a lot of these guys, they don't get paid if they don't play. And he thinks that not all of it, he said it's not the complete answer, but like in baseball, they'll sit out if they have a hang now. They're still going right. to get paid because right. they can't perform at their best. In the NFL, if you don't play, you don't play, you don't get paid. 
and they're afraid to lose that paycheck. So they're going to lie about it. They're going to say, I'm fine. You know, they're, they're, put me out there, coach. I'm good. I'm good. When really, if they had the choice to say, coach, man, I really, I'm seeing three of you right now. You know, I, I, I really need to take a seat. And he doesn't have to worry about a paycheck. I don't. Well, I mean, I you're still, you're still. It that way. Oh. Well, no, but that's not completely right. These guys are, are have contracts through the end of the season. It's the guarantee part. Like, that is no guarantee on next season. Or if you're well, a guy yeah, that's brought that, up from the practice squad, the league. now it's he's talking from He's talking from the mentality of the player. In other words, he doesn't want to lose his job. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, maybe it goes for the year, but he, he played in the league. I mean, he said that's what it's like. You get yeah. hurt, and you don't want anyone to know you're hurt because you won't play. And that's well, that's why these guys – that's why the spotter is an independent person. That's why you'll see a guy go to the locker room because the yeah. independent spotter in the stadium said, ah, he's got to be checked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's – you know, and so they have the power to pull somebody out. For the coach, he's sitting there, and he's told by – I'm not a doctor. If a doctor tells me he's cleared to play, what am I supposed to think? He's cleared to play. <laughs> Did you hear Belichick this week? What a jerk. <laughs> what do you want me to give the players an MRI? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I can't read an MRI. He says, I, I do what the doctors tell me to do. That's it. Yeah. And that's and what say, every. And then he it's said, interesting. But we, he said, the Patriots take it an extra mile, and then we do an eye check. You know, okay, the doctor yeah. says he can play, but how does he really look? You know, so. Well, what they do, there's three people that have power over whether the player plays or not. One is the doctor. Yep. Two, it's the trainer. Three, it's the player. Any one of the three can say, I can't go. Any one of the three. If the player, in the, you know, and there's two frustrating athletes for doctors and trainers to deal with. One is the guy that says, I'm gung-ho, I'm going, I feel fine, like you just talked about. And they look at him and go, no, you're not fine. He walks you in the closet you, when he leaves you, the room. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go. All right? The other one is that frustrates him is the one that has <clears throat> extremely unimpressive x-rays and says, you know, I feel this twinge. It doesn't quite feel right. And you're like, like, look at him. Like, we looked at the x-rays. There's nothing wrong with you. But yeah. guess what? The player can veto going back in the game or sitting out of practice. All right. They can. You know, and that's those are the two tough ones for them to deal with. Hey, we'll take a break. We got picks coming up. More Georgia Tech love. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory trained techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. I think the Georgia Tech thing's worth 10 wins. <laughs> Even though we all picked Pitt still. Yeah, but he, he picked the he put the game out there. I got it. Again. <laughs> well, officially, I actually went eight and two last week. Steve went Good. six and four. King won four and six. That puts me in first place now at 34 and 22. Steve at 33 and 23. King is 26 and 30. But again, he picked the Navy. The uh, Navy. Where'd that come from? The Georgia Tech game last week. I should have taken Georgia Tech. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Do I sound muffled? You're better now. Yeah. I'm on speakerphone and I don't know how to take it off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So first one, college football this week. Iowa State coming off the loss to Kansas, hosting Kansas State this week. King. That's a good game. Uh, I got Iowa State. I got Kansas State. That was rock bottom for me for the Cyclones. Steve. Kansas State. All right, next one. Shamrock Series in Vegas tomorrow night. Notre Dame, BYU. Steve, who you got? BYU. Yeah, I got BYU outright. No way Notre Dame's <laughs> offense can compete with that offense. King. Notre Dame. <laughs> I hope you're right. I really do. I studied it. I'm telling you. BYU's not that good. All right. Next one. Battle in the Pac-12. Number 11, Utah. Going to UCLA. 18th ranked. Battle of top teams in the Pac-12. King, who you got? UCLA. I got the Utes. I think they're just a little bit better, and I think they forced some turnovers late. I'm going to be so far behind now. (laughs) Steve, who you got? Utah. All right. That's how it fits so far. You guys told me last week UCLA was tremendous. Now you don't pick them. Well, because because I think the – I like UCLA's matchup with Washington. I don't like their matchup with Utah. I think you guys are just like screwing with me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like this idiot will tell him the team's really good and he'll take them. <laughs> Everything, everything's a week-by-week thing. Yeah, oh, week-by-week thing. Okay. Only week-by-week. Uh, All right, next one. We got Tennessee at the uh, LSU Brian Kelly's King. Oh, boy. I was really disappointed in Tennessee last week. I got Tennessee. Going with the Vols. Brian Kelly will find some way to foul it up since it's a nationally uh, televised big game. Steve. You're consumed with a lot of hate. (laughs) I'm only giving you my honest opinion. That's what I saw in Notre Dame for 12 years. Him fouling up big games like this. You hate. It's like you don't dislike. He's a nasty guy, isn't he, Brian Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's I, a I saw him in a couple interviews, man. He was nasty. I was, like, yeah. I didn't realize he was that way. Yeah, he's a fraud. We knew yeah. that already. I p- I picked Tennessee. All right, clean sweep of the balls. You, you, there we I go. Mean, I mean, the last I remember the last time I was at Notre Dame. In all honesty, 
I remember looking at the Notre Dame football practice field, and this was a couple of years ago, and all I could think of was that kid up filming. Everything comes down. He's dying. And Brian Kelly, instead of stopping practice, moved everybody over to another field. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yep. Absolutely. All right, and finally, game day's there this week. The Jayhawks hosting TCU, 17 versus 19. King. I heard a lot of people bragging about Kansas and saying they are loaded because of the transfer portal. So I'm going to go with Kansas. Steve? Kansas. I'm going with TCU. I they, I think they're – I mean, Kansas is playing very good football right now, obviously. But I just think TCU is just a little bit better, and I think they're going to find a way to win late in the fourth quarter. So I'm going with the Horned Frogs in that one. But I'm happy for the Jayhawks. I am. And a cookie here. The puppies won last week. Look out for the Yukon Huskies, man. <laughs> I did see that. They won. They beat Fresno State. Yeah. Final drive of the game. Now they got they got a chance. They're actually favored to win this week. How about that? So, yep, yeah, they're playing Florida in FIU or Florida uh, Florida International. Yeah, and yeah. they're not very good. So you yeah. can't win this one. Wow. And they can be UMass. They would actually, this guy can coach. He's good, Morrow. Oh, At yeah, we knew that. He just needed coach. players. Oh. Yeah, what a week. Georgia Tech wins and UConn wins. That's pretty good. Not going to lie. <laughs> the Rose Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> UConn and Georgia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of toilet bowl teams, that's Thursday night football tonight on Prime. Indy at Denver. Steve. Jeez. Uh, I'll go with the home team, Denver. I mean, gee, neither one. I mean, I, mean I, I was thinking about taking a board and putting some paint on it and watching it dry tonight. <laughs> yeah, the problem with picking games is some of them are just blowouts. So what would, this, this is going to be a good game. I mean... It'll be a boring game, but who's going to win? Who knows? That's, right. So those are the games you're going to pick. Not, you know, who's Kansas City going to beat the crap out of this year? Right. You know? That said, who you got, King? Denver. I'm going with the Broncos at home as well in like a baseball score type of game. 8-5. that playing, so. Yes. That's yeah. That's 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 the only shot that Indy pretty much had. So there you go. Yeah. All oh, right, Queen sleeping the Broncos. Yes, I got Denver. Next one. Th- all these games you pick, King. I have to give it to you. They're very tricky this week. Next one yeah. is Detroit at New England. Of course, Detroit really good offense, really bad defense. New England's got quarterback issues, although Zappy played well last week in Green Bay. So who you got, King? Let's start with you. Who me? Yeah, you. Okay. Um, I got no one. I like the, I like the way Belichick's coaching this group. And I like Detroit. They run the ball very, very well, but they give up a lot of points, and the Patriots can run the ball too. I got no one at home. Steve, you're gonna hate that I'm gonna say this because you're a hater. But the coaching performance by Bill Belichick at Lambeau and his staff last week was brilliant. 
Yeah. How do you how do you make the get a game into overtime with your third string quarterback? How, how do you do that? Mm, they they were brilliant. Point. I'll go with New England. I've been going back and forth, but I think there's that, and plus I just don't trust the Detroit defense mm. more than I don't trust New England's defense. So I'll I'll stick with the Pats at home in another ugly game. Now this next one, another tricky game. AFC East, big one. Jets hosting the Dolphins, of course, without Tua this week. Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Steve, who you got? <laughs> Anybody who picks the Jets needs to have it, like, I, I think has a lobotomy. Uh, the, the Dolphins. I'll go with it. I think the game's closer than what people might think, despite the quarterback change, but I'm, still, I'm second with the Dolphins. King. How about the Jets? The Jets are not bad. I'm with this kid at quarterback. And he does a good job. Yeah, he did a good job. He played well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So. No, he, he did had a good, good game job. last week. He had a good game last week. Gives him a lot more confidence. Yeah, he's still in the pocket. The Jets are not a bad football team. I got the Jets. All right, the next one, the America's Game of the Week on Fox this week. This is also very interesting. Dallas at the L.A. Rams. King. Dallas. Rams have not impressed me at all. Their offense is not very good. I got Cowboys. Cowboys are impressive. They did. These backup quarterbacks are pretty good, y'all. I I agree. Cooper Crush has played well. Dallas's defense is playing very well, keeping them in games. LA's got a lot of problems on offense, but I'm sticking with the Rams. I think Cooper Rush meets his match. Rams defense makes a play late in a low-scoring game. Steve. Dallas. Okay. All right, and then finally we got Seattle at New Orleans. I got the Seahawks. Saints just flat out stinks. Steve. Saints. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And uh King, who you got? I got Seattle. They're playing good. So. All right. Lock them in. So, who's got Matt? Who you got? Seattle? I got Seattle. And Steve, you got New Orleans. Yep. Okay. Well, that was special. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Another one in the books. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. See you, King. Good. Wonderful speaking to you. <laughs> Penn State's got a bye? Yep. Awesome. Okay, we got to get ready for Michigan. 